Welcome to Before the Business, a podcast dedicated to telling the origin stories of entrepreneurs. My name is Craig Swiston. Today, we're delighted to be joined by Karen and Roger Dooley, co-founders of East Coast Glow, a cosmetics company located in Bonavista, Newfoundland. In 2010, Karen and Roger were parents searching for a natural solution to their newborn daughter's skin condition. Traditional soap was not an option, so they decided to create their own. Since then, they've developed 68 products that transform raw, wild ingredients into powerful skin tonics. Their scent profiles are designed to capture the essence of Newfoundland and Labrador. Please join me in welcoming Karen and Roger Dooley. Hi, Karen and Roger. Please tell us a little bit about East Coast Glow. It's a brand that we started in 2016. Uh, We had an opportunity to move to Bonavista, and we live about an hour and a half away originally in another town called Clarenville. Um, But I worked at the college as a cook instructor. So I was very familiar with the town of Bonavista and organized culinary events. This opportunity came across to us by a friend of ours that uh, was organizing and kind of bringing back uh, some originality uh, with structures and architect in the the community and uh, offered us a space. We decided to jump in and take that chance, and uh, it worked out so far so good. So Bonavista, Newfoundland was reportedly where Italian explorer John Cabot, quote-unquote, discovered the New World. Interestingly, when they landed, the only thing they discovered was that they were not the first people there. They found footpaths and fire pits and painted objects. Um, all of that aside, uh, what, is, what was the inspiration behind the name East Coast Glow? The the name came up about 10 or 12 years uh, before we even started, and I was teaching um, a human resources management course to uh, municipal staff in all over the Arctic. Um, So I had to go to Grease Fjord, and a stopover um, was in Resolute Bay, and uh, Mandinuil Elder met me at the airport uh, to pick me up, just a stranger. And uh, he had asked me in broken English where I was from and and all of that stuff. And he said, oh, I should have known you have that East Coast glow. So that was really neat. I kind of just stored that away. And then 15 years later, here we are. So the business started in 2016. Take take us back. What happened before that? What was the inspiration behind the business? Uh, But before 2016, our daughter was born in 2010 and she had... uh, bad uh, skin issues right from the start. A lot of eczema, redness, almost looked like uh, burns throughout her body. Mm -hmm. Um, Karen decided on her maternity leave uh, to kind of resolve those issues as much as she could. Uh, Our lifestyle is vegetarian. And uh, so natural remedies and nature and food, uh, quality of food and product was always very important to us. Um, so we decided to, uh, well, Karen, not me, <laughs> Karen decided to kind of remedy the issues for Maya um, with quite good success, uh, you know, and then as we, uh, Karen continued to make different products, so started with a salve, uh, it's called the Miracle Bomb, uh, which is in our SKU line, and um, it's just an oil infused with herbs, roots and mushrooms, local flowers, anything that we can forage uh, for several weeks, and then uh, we make the salve out of it. So that that seemed to work. Karen would be the first one to tell you that she's made some awful, 
awful <laughs> soap at the beginning. Um, but, you know, just like any recipe, uh, it takes time to practice and to, uh, to make it and perfect it. So on the back of that, Karen, how did you learn how to make soap? Was it trial and error? What, what was your process? What did you do? Um, well, I was always interested in this sort of thing, you know, and um, I had gotten pregnant and I was on maternity leave with my daughter and I was bored. I was very, very bored um, on maternity leave. I found it really difficult. So um, having something to learn and something to do, um, I really kind of grabbed onto that and, and that's kind of where it, where it all began. So. so when did you go from making products for your own consumption and for your daughter, of course, to actually selling it to the public? So um, with Karen and my business, I, you know, we decided, uh, and I think this was 2015, yes, and we yes. said, you know what, let's just put down a booth and see what we can do. And if people buy it, if they don't, then, uh, so we set up and through our surprise within two or three hours, we pretty much sold out. Uh, it was the right client for sure. And um, it was success. And we looked at each other and we said, wow, this, uh, if we could do this in a day, what could we do in a week or a month? And uh, the ideas started to flow then. It became, okay, well, let's try this market. And, and we didn't do a lot of markets at the first, but just to test the waters, I think, we needed to know uh, feedback and uh, to see if we even wanted to continue to produce this way. I know you guys uh, have been recognized for your work, including winning, uh, winning some awards. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, sure. Um, it was through, um, well, through the government and it was um, ENLO, which is the Newfoundland and Labrador Association of Women Entrepreneurs. Um, they give out awards once a year at um, a gala and uh, we won. <laughs> we won. Um, what was the award? Really what, interested. Sorry, what was the ahead. award that you won at the gala? Trendsetter Award. Trendsetter Award. So we do things like using the roots and the herbs and um, old man's beard that we take out of the trees. Like these are the ingredients that we're using. And, um, you know, they're really unusual. So people kind of took notice and it was not your usual, uh, you know, blueberries or partridge berries, which are wonderful because they're native to Newfoundland, but we kind of wanted to explore something a little bit different and see what we could do with those things. So all of your products are iceberg infused. So what does that mean? Do you, do you hop down to the beach, saw off a big chunk of ice off of an iceberg? I mean, explain that to me. How does that work? Um, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. sometimes we do. Um, last year was a really good year for that, actually. There was one really big iceberg that had come in really close to land in Port Rexton, which is not far from here. And it also calfed at the same time in that small area. So there was a lot of bergy bits, we call them here, that washed up on the shore. So that, that was a really good year for collecting. Um, but we do have an iceberg water guy. He's our guy. And he goes and he gets it for us. And um, you know, it's a big ordeal. He, he does it the right way. And But at the beginning, how it kind of started was that, again, through to my culinary background, I was looking for something really interesting, cool for a function that I was doing. And I was commuting an hour and a half every day to my work. And throughout the communities, I would always watch and see icebergs on the beach. And one day I told the friend that we were driving together, I said, can you stop? <laughs> I'd like to get that piece of iceberg. Can I, do you mind if I put it in the back of your trunk? And he, he was okay with that, luckily. <laughs> and it was fairly large. They're very, uh, you know, deceiving how heavy that piece of ice is <laughs> until you grab it. And uh, we managed to get it into the house. And that was my purpose, was to make <laughs> drinks and cocktails and just have this chunk of ice there for the function that I was doing. But Karen looked at me, she said, no, 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 we're going to use this in soap. 
and this was like I said, maybe 2015, 14, very early on. And uh, that's that's kind of the story. So then for the first couple of years of our business, we would harvest it with the kids as an activity. Again, spying and, and searching for beaches with uh, the vergubits. And we would melt it down and uh, refreeze and store and, and all those types of things. You use a lot of natural ingredients harvested from the island. How do you how do you get these ingredients? Oh, well, this is actually our busiest time. So things are actually just starting to come to life now. And uh, we're spending a lot of time in the woods now, um, you know, and gathering and, and gathering up all of the things so that we can build up our inventory of raw ingredients um, to take us through the winter and, and, you know, the rest of the year. So this is an exciting time for us. And, um, you know, it's more than just kind of taking it off the tree or out of the ground and, and you know, rubbing it on your face that you have to actually do an extraction process to extract the beneficial properties of each of these ingredients. So that's also an important part of what we do. Yeah, we have, uh, again, through the connections of Colony World, there's a number of foragers, full-time foragers in St. John's throughout the area that support us. You know, we can call up and say, we need uh, chanterelle mushrooms. We need uh, lilacs. It could be a number of items and uh, he'll pick we'll pay and we process. So mm -hmm. it's just a, a collective, you know, to get it because the windows are so short that uh, our season here in Newfoundland, it's like, it's a blink and it's gone. So it is, and it's weird because it's, um, you know, we could have lilacs today and then, you know, a community two hours from us, they may not bloom for another week because of the temperature differences. So we have teams across the province that gather at, at the right times. You mentioned chanterelles, you mentioned lilacs. How do you know what ingredients are suitable to go into your products. We actually go in and we find something that looks interesting and then we say, okay, what is this? And, and can we use this? And how can we use this? Um, and then there's a really intense period of um, research and development. Um, we're, we try it on ourselves before we let anybody else try it, of course. Um, but chanterelles in, in particular have a really high um, uh, quantity of vitamin uh, B5, which is incredible for your skin. So it's really interesting um, when you go looking the information is there and it's, you know, it's, it's just fantastic. But again, I think you, you said previously is extracting it. Mm -hmm. It's the proper way of getting it. You can say it's there, but if it's not properly prepared or, uh, you know, acted, then it's pointless mm -hmm. to have it there. You know, it would be a selling point. That's about it. So a two-part question, how many product SKUs do you have currently? And what would be your top five best selling products? How many SKUs? We're up to 86 uh, with this rebrand that is kind of not quite dropped it's, yet. It's not happening. COVID really put a spin on it last year, but uh, mm -hmm. here we are. But there's 86 SKUs. Uh, hopefully by the end of the summer, we'll have majority of that out released. Um, the top five uh, by far are Wild River uh, Mint Plus Rosemary Hand Mousse or mm -hmm. Foam Mousse Soap is by far our top seller. After that, mint seems to be big for everybody. And I guess it's familiar, it's a smell, uh, but the mint lotion are the same scent, which would be the Wild River Mint plus Rosemary. Uh, our Parsish Berry Lip Balm is another top of the top five. Our Orange and Calendula Bar Soap, and I would say the um, Avocado and Lime, nothing to do with Newfoundland. <laughs> But avocado and lime uh, lotion, which is one of our top SKUs from the very beginning of the of this business, is our top five for sure. And what about you guys? Do you each have a favorite product from your lineup? 
My very favorite product is the Rose Hip and Frankincense Facial Serum. It's something that if I had to give all of the other products away, I would, but not that one. That's the one I have to keep forever. It's made a huge, huge difference. And we've actually um, reformulated it for our rebrand and made it a hundred times better. So it's, yeah, it's going to be really worth, uh, worth picking up. I, for me personally, I enjoy the Wild River Mint uh, and Rosemary Shampoo. It uh, definitely, I can't live without it. Mm. <laughs> so where do you go from here? Well, currently right now, we are in our studio. Uh, this is, will, will be our second location from the original 2016. Uh, once we moved in here in 2017, that season, we kind of knew that it wasn't big enough. But uh, space is very limited on uh, in Bonavista and in the right space as well. There, you know, there is a downtown street, and we definitely want to be there because tourism and tourism is associated with that. Um, last year, of course, COVID kind of put a squash on things, uh, but this year now we're moving forward on uh, increasing our production with an offsite uh, production facility. We'll keep our studio here, and the idea is the current kitchen that we have will become our um, testing laboratory for the previous or for the next season. So that will be something fun that Karen and myself uh, can get in. And the way our studio is, it's all glass. You can look in the kitchen. We have no secrets. So again, with my culinary background, we kind of uh, modeled some of the ideas of certain restaurants so that you can look in, you can see us work, uh, you can see the ingredients is actually happening here. Um, it's an experience as well that you can check off your box if you want to come in. Um, so we kind of related that whole moment to uh, customer satisfaction and appreciation. Um, the offsite facility would be a little different. Uh, you know, basically we were just looking for four walls and a cement floor to really produce the ramp up production. Um, Cause in order to continue our growth, which uh, you know, we've, we're quite happy with, but in, in order to continue with it and, and take on larger accounts throughout Canada and the U S uh, we definitely need a larger space that just houses that type of equipment and stock inventory in order to continue the growth. Many thanks to Karen and Roger for participating in this podcast. Before the Business celebrates the origin stories of entrepreneurs.